0: didn't work on this during the week
1: yes we're recording
0: yes we're recording so uh good morning everybody it's yep. saturday morning and um
1: this is the see where it goes podcast oh, we
0: gotta do our little music
1: we should i'll record something you should use <laughs> that keyboard you should record something
0: i don't know i think maybe people enjoy us being silly maybe at uh, the beginning of the podcast it is now
1: may 15th 2021 and uh it's a lovely day here in south texas it's overcast and mm-hmm. we we woke up early and went to the gym and then we're we're back and it was a good week we're we're kind of i feel like i'm rushing because i do want to get to the main point right but well we, let's we check kinda, in a little bit we kind of know where we're going let's today let's
0: check in a little bit and uh so i will go first if that's okay with you
1: yes yeah, so i'm gonna move the mic maybe i won't let's not do that again
0: um so yeah so this week it was a good week. Um. I've now officially lost, I guess I lost two more pounds, cause last week I had lost 10 pounds. So I've lost two more pounds, which isn't a ton over a week, but I'll take it. It's really good. So I'm proud of myself. And um, I worked out a few times this week and worked on my garden again. And my niece Amberly came to visit. That was really nice. And then my Uh, niece Brooklyn stayed the whole week hanging out with Finn and so really yeah I didn't do that much other than just like my normal housework and things like that Um, yeah nothing really key happened this past week yeah it was just a nice week I started a new book called The Overstory which I like and I've been trying to read a lot this week but every time I sit down to read I get really sleepy which is aggravating because I just want to be able to read for a long time and mm. then I can't. Am I forgetting anything about my week?
1: And uh, Your garden looks good. I know I, my garden I've looks really sent good. sent pictures home and send them had me show my friends and Yeah. I don't think you are.
0: Yeah, and I talked about my I talked to my mom last night and we were talking about all the different trees we're going to plant when we Get back on our 30 acres. Uh, we're going to plant fig trees and pear trees, lemon, lime, orange, um, blueberry bushes, blackberries. So just all kinds of amazing stuff. So I'm super, super excited about that coming up in the future. And I had a really awesome Mother's Day. Did I talk oh, you about did. Mother's Day already?
1: Well, you wouldn't have because we it was Saturday morning when we would have recorded it. That's right. So we would have done all those chores. I, I can't remember. What, what was even the last podcast about? Oh my gosh, about? I had a
0: great Mother's Day. What was the
1: last podcast about? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Mother's Day.
0: So anyway, at a great Mother's Day, I asked for projects to be done, which was basically like mowing the grass in the back, cleaning up the backyard, and then we rearranged the living room and dining room furniture. We rehung the paintings... In the house, and also painted some stuff. So Saturday was like a whole day of projects, which was really fun because we were doing everything together. And then Sunday, we just all hung out together, and we went out and had a lovely meal at our favorite restaurant. So I really enjoyed my Mother's Day a lot. So appreciate oh,
1: that, that. A shout out to that restaurant, Velvet Taco.
0: Oh yeah, we went to Velvet Taco.
1: On, it's, in the Pearl area. It's yeah, it's fantastic. on Grayson Street. Oh,
0: yeah, and you can get tacos. Like a Korean taco, a Cuban taco, an Indian taco, you can get, um, you know, like regular type tacos, chicken and waffle tacos. Right. There's like thirty yeah. of them. Yeah, gotcha. Sorry. All right, no, I'm I just am. saying. I'll I get the point. Talking. Yeah. No,
1: it's just a, yeah. That's just a few examples would be good. Is a that controlling?
0: Few. That's a little controlling.
1: Yeah, but you were like you'd give him five examples of tacos.
0: Well, I was trying to share the fact no, no, that you can get tacos from all over. All different kinds right. of, okay. you know, culinary yeah. backgrounds or whatever. That's the wrong, okay. those are the wrong okay. words. Gotcha. But I'm sorry, next time I'll limit my examples so that you don't get frustrated. Good. I think three I
1: think three examples. Okay. Like if you're so, trying to show their global tacos, like three would be good. Like, Can you
0: give me a rule book so I know how many?
1: You sound like Cheryl Hines and curb Your Enthusiasm and Larry. I do. <laughs> you tell me your rules.
0: Tell me your rules. I don't, then. I think
1: three, like you, you have global, like it's a global array of tacos like, uh, cuban indian like just pick like one country per continent maybe Got three or, or four
0: thank you honey well you were like making to, me a better
1: you were up to five a better i wasn't sure when you were gonna stop and so. talker.
0: i appreciate that
1: no problem at all i'm here for you
0: well it's your a- anything turn anything else no i think that's it
1: great i had a good week you did i did yeah i wrote a letter to my dad every day and i mailed it every day
0: well, good for you. Five days in a row. That's pretty cool. I thought it might
1: be a nice idea for him to open. It's only one sheet or a double-sided sheet of what ha- mm-hmm. just what's going on that day, what happened the next, the previous day. Yeah. So I, I thought it'd be fun for him to just open up a letter every day for five days.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Would I, would I should I, write my mom a letter. Yeah. I bet she would like that. I bet she never gets letters from... I don't uh, think any of us write her letters.
1: So that would have been nice. I'd wake up and do that and then... Um, I kind of wish I took pictures of them because it'd be nice for my own reflection.
2: Mm-hmm. There's something about
1: when you're writing to yourself or when you're writing to someone else. It's yeah great. So yeah. I might. My intent is to just move down to family and keep going. Yeah. So I have nine, eight, nine mem- no, eight members. My dad mm-hmm. and seven siblings. Yeah. So if I did that, it would take seven weeks to get through them all.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good idea. I just gotta do Not it. I like that I'm idea. One down,
1: seven to go did that and then um what else had some knee had my knee checked i flew on my knee i have getting a toe operation on my hammer toe so a lot of medical stuff to get me back mm-hmm. running and then um what else can i say it was a hard week work wise but i think i had a nice did a nice 180 turn out of the ditch and mm-hmm. that was good and, and i learned a few things about myself and grew mm-hmm. and And then, uh. What's
0: one thing you learned about yourself this week?
1: Here's one thing I learned about myself that I wordsmith too much. Mm -hmm. And this particular person said, She wants me to just spit it out. Yeah. Now, just spit it out. What is he really thinking? He's really being careful choosing his words. So I'm wondering what he's really thinking. And that really landed quite well with me because that resonates. Yeah. With me. Mm hmm. Because, you know, I practice what i'm going to say to people maybe we, maybe we all do but i'll go through it like well i'll say this and then he'll say that and then this is what i'll say and then when the moment of, when i say it i can tell like i wonder if it I wonder if it, i wonder if the person can tell this has been completely practiced
0: so when you practice it does it actually come out the way you practiced it usually never okay because like i noticed that if i practice a speech because yeah. i spoke at that place the roosevelt library yeah. And I'd practice that, but then in the moment, well, I had to make last minute changes anyway because someone told me what they wanted me to share, which was different.
2: But yeah.
0: I noticed that it came out yeah. very different.
2: So yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I think it's normal. I think it's human nature to practice somewhat because right. everyone is probably a little bit nervous about how they're going to phrase something. Yeah. So I think that um, could be a common thing that people do, Yeah. but I think... I don't know. Maybe if you do it more than
1: yeah, I normal. do. Well, I think I do because I think there's there's there was when I made, in my twenties I was an actor, so I mm-hmm. I memorized lines that were written by someone else. Yeah. Then I went into what else did I do? Did my worship leading, and in between songs, you practice what you're going to say. Yeah. And then in my forties, I'd be preaching, so then you practice yeah. that and you memorize that, like, and you deliver that script in 20 minutes, and you can yeah. practice it so well. It comes across like it's natural, but it's really you're kind of acting, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it's right. it's a bit more engaging. But in a conversation, you don't get the you don't get the script it because you don't know what they're going to say. So you you have right. to just trust that you can improv it. And I think mm-hmm. as long as you go, I think the only thing to practice is what are you going to open up with. Right. That, and to be
0: honest, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like by wordsmithing that you're being honest?
1: No, no. it was really good. I really appreciated that feedback. Yeah. Well, but partly because it resonated, and it, the person doesn't know me that well, but they picked up, up up on that fast, and it's like, how many people have been thinking this all my life?
0: I, I mean, I've thought it. You've on thought, occasion. it and someone
1: else, one of our, I think one of our listeners who yes. I don't don't give a name because I don't, we don't have the permission. Yes. Kind of was 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 in that zone. Right. right. She
0: was picking up on it.
1: Well, it's even when I listen back on these, which I don't often do. When I do, it's like, would well, you just spit it out?
0: Yeah. So what's the fear that you have if you are just honest ups- and spit up- it out? Up. I'll,
1: ups- I'll upset the person. And if I can read that they're starting to get upset, i got to switch what I'm saying. So now I'm not being honest. Right. If I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm not going to be hurtful. I want to say what i got to say. Yeah. And if you're going to be pissed off, then you'll be pissed off. And then we'll just work through it. Right. Or we won't. But but.
0: I think normally people aren't going to get pissed off if you say... <clears throat> your opinion or your idea yeah in a respectful way
1: yeah yeah but but they might though i mean
0: well they could i was talking to uh
1: well i can't give too much information on the work front but um anyway so uh and then like with this i'm getting more comfortable here but there's the there's the realization of people who we know we're listening and then there's the realization of who may be listening but we don't know if they're listening Exactly. So when I, I'm not free to just talk to you. I'm realizing, oh, there's potentially, what are they thinking? Should
0: be. You have, for us to have an authentic podcast, yeah. we both have to be yeah. honest and transparent and right. authentic. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point?
1: I get it, yeah. So I'm getting less concerned about with that microphone, but that it's really just a microphone. Right, and it's not all the faces of the people. There's like you know, I don't have to paint a collage. Is it a collage? What do you call it when there's all these different pi- pictures? Collages. Collage. Yeah. On the microphone of who's potentially listening, and who is listening? So. Right. Do you find you're doing? Do you do you say? Sometimes like, I like, do, and I yeah. I almost think I can pick it up because you'll say something, and it sounds like you're you're shifting into a certain political camp, and you're aware that somebody listening is on the opposite side, so you're trying to shift back to show that you're.
0: Right. Balance, which I think right. you are because I don't want to hurt. I do try to be balanced anyway. Yeah. I do try to hear both sides of everything. Yeah. But, and I do, I don't want to offend anyone or hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. Um, because I believe relationships are more important than political opinions and ideas. Um, but yes, I have done that and will probably do it again. Just because I don't want to, because I know we have we have listeners that are in both camps. Yeah. Um, and have very strong beliefs and opinions. Yeah. And I also, we both have very strong beliefs and opinions too. Right. But I think you and I are unique in the sense that we will look... And consider things from both sides. And not just consider things from one side.
1: We think we're unique.
0: We think we are. We
1: think we're... We could uh, be deluded. So... Um,
0: so should we just go yeah, now yeah, where we're going to yeah, go? And the
1: reason why is because it's a great transition. Because this topic is very... Uh, how would I say?
0: Controversial. Yeah.
1: So and we're incendiary. Gonna, we're we're going to practice. So this week, um, we wanted to talk about... Um, going to be a, probably a few parts series. Mm-hmm. we want to talk about the conflict in israel between israel and the palestinians and the gaza strip but specifically we want to talk about the roots of a lot of that conflict that yeah. we're aware of so as many of you may or may not know we've both been in the evangelical camp for 25 30 years uh, we both i went to seminary but bridget was pretty you kind of did too because you did sit in on a lot of um, classes but also you're in that milieu is that the right word yeah because you're on the campus, so it's all, right. it's all the talk. Um,
0: and I also grew up in the United Pentecostal Church. Yes. Which was very, which talked a ton about end times, which yeah. we'll describe what that is later. Yeah. But um, Israel uh, features prominently within a lot of Christian circles.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Baptist, Assemblies of God, Evangelicals uh, Pentecostals, um, and every church is different, but a lot of churches talk a lot about Israel. We're going to explain why.
1: Yeah. We want to dig into some of that, um, some of that stuff. So tomorrow in a lot of churches around, uh, specifically the United States, there's going to be a lot of preachers, I think coming up to the pulpit, And uh, they're going to be siding with Israel and telling their congregations why God is on Israel's side. Yeah. And not on the Palestinian side. Right. So we want to tap into some of that. And not only that, but how that's actually potentially driving American policy. Not so much with the Biden administration, but more so how it was with the Trump administration.
0: Well, Um, the Republican.
1: Republican, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: Trump is not a Christian. Right. I think he might have said he was. but he's not
1: he's not an evangelical christian
0: right the even the republican party has a large contingency of evangelical christians and these evangelical christians some of them hold the belief that god wants to usher in the end of the world and the coming of the kingdom of jesus christ on earth and by doing so they have to get israel out of they have to get the palestinians mosque off of the place which is called the temple mount they have to destroy the mosque there and rebuild the temple and therefore usher in basically which would be world war three and bring about the end of life as we know it now to set up the new kingdom of christ so therefore a lot of these Christians inside of the Republican Party um, will lead in this direction, and we'll talk about that also. Trump may be completely unaware of this, or he may be aware of it, I don't know, because a lot of Republicans, if you're not in that camp, you probably have no idea that this is potentially going on behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. So we want to give a warning that, that we're, we, we just decided last night to talk about this. So we're not as prepared as we'd like to be. Usually we hit record and we go. So we do want to do some, it, we'll do it in parts. But today's going to be a bit choppy. But we're hoping next week we'll have a bit more research done. So a lot of it's going to be yeah. shooting from the hip. So let's start with, um, let's just start here. So in 1996, I go from Roman Catholic, marginal Roman Catholic to Evangelical. I wouldn't that wasn't the term I used at the time I would have gone from I finally understand the Bible. I finally get it. And I found myself in a lot of circles, more so on TV, as I've mentioned before, where there was a lot of end times prophecy being talked about. I had not grown Mm -hmm. up in that environment as a Catholic. We barely read the Bible. We didn't really read the Bible at all. We didn't read from the book of Revelation, which is where a lot of this end times um, uh, teaching and theology comes from. But it was very big. In, in the circles I was in and yeah. ha, and was for the for almost the, the twenty five years uh, in, in the evangelical church. Now there was some churches that are a bit more moderate. It wasn't until the end of the seminary that that I was starting to get a, a slight turn on on some alternative views yeah. on this end times theology. So um, I'm trying to think where, where should we start? We can start well, with
0: let's start with what do you think about starting with the Old Testament and the story of Abraham. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um you tell the story?
1: Yeah, so the region of Palestine now, and uh, where Israel is and Gaza Strip, so originally that's occupied, we're talking many, many centuries ago, millennia. It's occupied by a group of, um, what did I say? I forgot now, Canaanites? What did I say Canaanite. earlier?
0: Canaanite, or you said the land of Ur. Er, it, it used no. to be, it's what, modern day Iraq.
1: No, no, you're mixing up the other thing I was oh, going to say. Oh, that was
0: Abraham, where he was from, Yeah,
1: Sorry. so um, there's a there's groups living in um in that region, uh, uh,
0: Babylonians, Babylonians the come Assyrians, through, Assyrians come the through. Romans. There's a lot of different.
1: Before Abraham even right. gets into that area, Abraham's right. in Ur, which is modern day Iraq. Now, Abraham is the father of the Jews and therefore the Christians. He's the father of the Muslims too. So, uh, the three major faiths will refer back to him, but he right. wasn't an original person in that Can, area. May
0: I interject yep. here? The reason why Abraham is important is because this is the line that Jesus Christ is going to come through. Yeah. And so he figures all the way through the Old Testament into the New Testament yeah. through his lineage. Right. So you have Judaism transitioning into Christianity. Okay, so now tell the story about Abraham and how he gets. So
1: Abraham gets there late. So uh, and
0: how does he get there? Who tells him to go? So
1: God tells him to leave his town of Ur, which is again modern day Iraq, and go travel to this land I will show you. So he goes there. He's a pretty wealthy guy. Goes with his wife and his probably his maid servant, which was his concubine and Mm -hmm. whatever else. And the whole crowd starts going in there. Um. So I say that to say this. So the three major religions that claim that's their land, yeah. their, their patriarch arrives there late.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's already people living there is what I'm trying to say. Right. So, so he's
0: a he's type of a colonialist. Well,
1: I don't, a I, I, would, I, I don't know if I could say that because when he arrives, he's, he appears to get on pretty well with the neighbors.
0: Okay, so he's just going there first and not causing any trouble. He's just I'm hanging not, out. I'm
1: not. I have to grab back, but I don't remember any story where Abraham's okay. taking out swords, taking over land. I think. Is there's, it more there's,
0: Moses doing that later?
1: Um, Joshua for Joshua, sure, who came okay. after Moses. So, uh, so anyway, Abraham gets there. From what we can tell, he gets along with the neighbors. At one point, his wife Sarah dies. He needs a grave. We're in a grave, then right. What, but what he if,
0: gets a promise.
1: Hang on. Let me let me. You're jumping ahead. I'm so
0: sorry. There's Go a ahead.
1: there's a cave. Um, where uh, and I'll go back to what you're going to say there okay there's a cave where he buries Sarah and there's a scene where he wants to buy the cave from the neighbors Mm -hmm.
2: and
1: they're like no you can have it for free and they're basically arguing back and forth he wants to give money they're saying we will not take your money you are a prince among us so he's a very well liked guy right? so they're
0: getting along
1: getting along like a house on fire as my dad would say so but early on in, in Abraham's time he's kind of shown he wants to have a kid he can't have a kid yeah Because they're too old and God gives him a promise that I will give you a child and the offspring of this child, you will be like the stars of heaven and and I will give you all this, I will give you all this land. So a promise is given to Abraham that he will have this land, right? Right. Now, and he says, I I will promise you a son through Sarah, your wife, who's an old lady. And he's like, and she hears about this. She kind of laughs like there's no way I could have a son. Mm -hmm. I'm too old. Nothing happens for a while. They get impatient, and, and she says, Sarah says to him, Listen, I'm kind of old. Why don't you have that son through my, the maidservant, Hagar?
0: Who basically is a slave. Yeah. She's a slave. Concubine,
1: maidservant. She's a maidservant yeah. of Sarah, and Sarah just says, Here, take my maidservant.
0: What so do you it, think about that?
1: I don't think it matters what I think about that. This, was, this happened hundreds of millennia. I mean, I, I wouldn't be cool with that nowadays. Well, it
0: wasn't cool back then. But you're asking a guy from millennia
1: later, what do you think about it? Of course, I don't think it's right. But I think, I know you've had, you called him a rapist and that's fine. He is by today's standards.
0: Well, well, by today's standards. It's like Thomas Jefferson sleeping with his slaves. It is, yeah, same thing. So Abraham basically sleeps with his slave, his wife's slave. Yeah. He impregnates her. Right. And that's how you get Ishmael.
1: So they have a boy called Ishmael. Yes. Abraham raises him. And, uh, but then... Sarah gets jealous. Jealous, which is kind of what the hell? Well, why did you? Why did you? Why do that? It was your idea? So don't get jealous. It was her now. idea,
0: and then she gets jealous, and she gets Abraham to kick them out.
1: So they kick him out. Leave.
0: So now off you go,
1: Ishmael. Right, Sorry, so they uh, been
0: abandoned and kicked now, out. Ishmael's
1: probably like a boy of ten with at this time. Nothing. Nothing. Get out, you go down the road. Um, before we get back to okay, so then Sarah gets pregnant with Isaac, the promised child. Right. He will be now the father of the Jews uh-huh. and turn the father of the Christians too, right? Yes. Cause, uh, okay. What about Ishmael and Hagar? Well, yeah. well, there's a story where, I know you're going you're gonna to make a cringy face now, but there's a story where the angel comes to her and says, God sees you and he takes care of her, but then we don't hear from her again. And to pick up her story with Ishmael, you'd have to go to the Quran because that's where we pick it up there.
0: I know. I feel...
1: Yeah. Okay. Can I, f- and I am,
0: I, oh, no, I do, no, be yourself. when you said to be cringy, I, that makes me cringe so hard.
1: The story? Yes. Yeah.
0: Because when growing up, you're taught that this is a very fine story and this is okay for her to be kicked out yeah. and that we don't need to feel any pity for her. True. That God's doing her a favor by coming to talk to her now. But that is such bullshit because he basically freaking abandons her, tells her, lets Abraham his little golden child, yeah, who he decides and Isaac, his yeah. you know preferred Go, well, God, Isaac's one. Well,
1: Isaac the the chosen one,
0: which makes God a fucking monster because he's like, oh, I'm here, I'm gonna favor this little kid Isaac, but screw Ishmael, I'm just kicking him out. I've no use for him basically. Because there's a thing called he picks Abraham yeah. and Israel, and says, "I'm picking you for no reason at all, other than I've just chosen to pick you."
1: So the story for well,
0: the line of Jesus to come through.
1: Yeah, the way the way we would have uh, interpreted that story though is that Abra the lesson we would have learned we would have been distracted by this lesson I'm going to present to you. Yeah, you know, we wouldn't have been thinking about Ishmael and and and. Uh, and uh hagar we would have been distracted with the fact that the lesson to be learned here is abraham you lost faith you took it into your own hands you slept with her to have the promised child it wasn't the promised child you just needed to wait a bit longer until your 80 year old woman sarah got pregnant through natural causes that god promised that's how we would have taken right
0: so the story is twisted all around and they make you focus on only part of the story
1: and not her, not Ishmael. Right, and I not mean, her. Agar.
0: Like if you were told that story in another setting to say like, oh, the husband got this other woman pregnant. Yeah. And then he just abandoned them and the wife got pissed off and we just kicked them out. Like if we heard that story. Yeah. We would be like, what is up with that? Like why Wouldn't is this cool loser dad not taking a- care of his child? If
1: aliens came down and started reading our script, our scriptures and, and asking questions. They'd probably ask that question.
0: Well, I feel like that now. Yeah, when I oh, look at the DMing, Bible, yeah, right. I, feel, I see things now in the Bible that I didn't see before. I yeah. see it and I can call bullshit.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, Ishmael becomes the father of the Arabic tribes, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The Arabic tribes, they don't really have a centralized religion until the 8th, 6th, oh, 6th century AD, Yeah. where Muhammad comes along. And one thing about Muhammad was... He was an amazing uniter of these disparate tribes in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. He pulled them all together under one religion. So now we see this force to be reckoned with called Islam. That happens. It's a, you know, it's a, it's five centuries and he after thinks Christianity his
0: is from God too.
1: Yeah, no, he points back to Abraham as the founder, but he they're going to say that now. I could be wrong. I haven't read the Quran, so they're probably going to point through Ishmael. Yeah, but now you have three major religions coming from Abraham and. Uh, so there you go so okay so more stuff we need to talk about next week which is um, you know uh, we're, not
0: lo- we're not cutting off
1: no 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 we're not oh, oh no no
0: I thought you were right okay let me tell off. you some
1: more stuff I know and I'll get I'll dig more into it so so uh, wait
0: can I say can I interject one second all well, means what I want to say is that we are not what I what we feel about Israel and Palestine and all of this is that this whole mess. In my opinion, Brian may have a different opinion than me. This is all the cause of religious dogma and the belief that God himself or Allah has given you land. So you are fighting over land because you think it's your direct uh, mission from God and that it should be yours. So you're doing, you're choosing, they are choosing land over brotherhood land over love, and land over lives. That's good. Yes. Land over lives. Land over love, land over, what did I say? Lives. Lives.
1: Yeah, drop the brotherhood. It doesn't rhyme with the Right, the brotherhood.
0: But anyway. No, it's good.
1: Land over lives, land over love. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, land over lives and
0: land over love. I I got it. Because 31 Palestinian children have already been killed. Two Israeli children have been killed. And this is the most stupid shit I have. It is just crazy stupid that you're willing to kill people, humans, yeah, to fight over a piece of freaking land. Now keep going.
1: Okay, so uh, let's stay on that on that on that strand of uh, so we move along, and then um, well, let's just keep going. So okay follow the bible story you're going through genesis and abraham and isaac is there and then isaac has a son called jacob and then jacob has some sons and one of those sons uh joseph uh, through a series of events uh gets sent off um down to egypt
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, there's a great famine in the, and he 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 actually does pretty well in egypt he becomes second in command in egypt and um um so from there uh, there's a there's a there's a famine in the land of of palestine or israel and now all of joseph and his brothers they all reunite in egypt and all the jews move out of that district and they're all mm-hmm. living in egypt right great 400 years goes by joseph's dead now you have this large descendancy if that's the word in egypt and uh a pharaoh comes along and says uh turns them into slaves there's too many Mm -hmm. of them they become a threat moses becomes uh, is now uh, born a jew and uh sets them free and brings them all back to the promised land but guess what they've been away now for a long time yeah hundreds of years and other people are living there yeah so moses uh says uh yeah this is our spot you got to get out I don't know if I I I can point to all these wars happen. It gets even, it gets pretty worse with Joshua. Big big win and take out.
0: God's like, just go in and kill all of them. Well,
1: hang on a sec. So that's where I want to, that's where I want to, I want to, I want to ask you about that. So uh, did God say that and your issue is with God or or is there no God and they made it up or a third option, there is a God and they made it up. Do you understand the three options?
0: Yeah. Well, because I am not outside of time and outside of the universe, yeah. I cannot say with 100% accuracy that there is no God. Yeah, And I can't say with 100% accuracy that somebody didn't tell somebody something. Yeah. But what I can say is that a fact that I believe, okay, I believe that, A lot of these people think they're hearing from God, and they're not, and they make them up. Yeah. There's so many made-up mythologies. Yeah. There's the Greek mythology, Roman mythology. Yeah. There's what I think is the Jewish mythology and the Islamic mythology. Yeah. Okay? You know, Muhammad was in a cave, and he thinks that this angel, who's a Gabriel...
1: He was fasting a lot.
0: Yeah, and he was fasting.
1: And when you fast, I fasted once for a long time, and then I had some... Images and, I mean, I, I still think they were legit, but maybe right. they, you know, they weren't.
0: Yeah, but I mean, all kinds of people have images. Schizophrenics have images. Yeah. People who smoke pot. Yeah. Do LSD. Uh, you can hallucinate in all kinds of ways. You can just be crazy.
1: Well, I suppose people, it's... People,
0: okay, Christians who are always thinking that the Holy Spirit is talking okay, to Okay, now them. again,
1: listen. You, you're, you're, I want to just, uh, you're doing a broad brush again. Uh, that there's a sliver of Christians who's, who believe right, that, well, that God's speaking to them.
0: Right, they do. They go around yeah, not all the all time. Them, not all
1: of them. Like, yeah. the charismatic. Okay, go ahead.
0: Well, certain Christians. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying every single Christian. I yeah. hope people know that when they listen to this that I'm not well, saying they may not, every yeah. single Christian yeah, does yeah. this. Okay. But I think they're crazy. Yeah.
1: So, well, I mean, it's. I guess it's on a scale. So if I say... We've heard of cases where pastors have gone to a congregant who's pretty hot and the pastor guy says to the girl the lord told me to marry you and, and yeah and the woman was conflicted because she believed that the pastor was speaking on behalf of god or maybe there was a, a woman who realized the guy was full of shit, but
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know um, i mean that that's not good right but that that's that, that that's that, that's bad but but if you take that to the extreme and you say God told me this is my land and you better get the fuck off it or I'm going to blow the shit out of you, that's a whole different thing, isn't it?
0: Well, right. That, I mean, so, that's so, what. So that
1: happens in 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 Joshua's time. It says he he went in and God says to him, wipe out the city, me- right? Women and children.
0: That's exactly what's happening right now as we sit. Yeah. These two parties are fighting. Yeah. Just the same as they were in this Old Testament story. Yeah. Because they both think yeah. that they have that right to that land. Yeah. That it's theirs. Right. Because of this teaching and this history. Yeah. And that is so sad. Yeah. Like they are victims. They're both sides are yeah. victims of religious brainwashing and dogma and greed.
1: Yeah. Um, you know... Let me see. It's hard for me to see the Palestinians as greedy in this. They're living in a squalor.
0: Oh, I don't mean that in that way. I just mean the whole fact that, like, both sides want the same piece of land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And neither side is willing to concede.
1: But there are, here's the thing we're seeing cases of people who, I know we're all over the place here, when when the Crusades happened in, uh, okay. Let me back up. So if you're still with us here, what we're doing here is laying a foundation for where we want to take it. Yeah, this is so
0: complicated.
1: You just got to stay with us a bit and we'll try and make it as clear as we can. So, okay, we're talking millennia. Joshua goes in, wipes out cities and they say this is our land. Okay, so uh, through the ages, that region of the world, it's not a big region of the world, Israel or Palestine, whatever you want to call it, um, gets taken over by different uh, group. So uh, Alexander the Great takes it over in whatever that is, 300 B.C. And then in 66 B.C., the Romans come in, they take it over and the Jews are, are under who are still there are basically under the rules of the Romans. And then in 70 A.D. after Christ, um, the Jews revolt again and the Romans say, screw this. And they just burn the temple to the ground. The temple, of course, is the is the main focus of Jewish worship in Jerusalem at the time and the Romans just decimate it and you have this diaspora of Jews and they just take off mm-hmm. and so for almost from that 70 AD to 1947 almost 2,000 years you have Jews who are spread out all over the world right mm-hmm. now um, that brings us now to uh, so okay so that's going on now in um, in a year I don't remember let's say it's 700 AD uh, Mehmet who's a Muslim warrior so now you know the Muslim faith is about 200 years old. And again, this is, I, 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 I I'm, could be off. I'm giving very wide ranges. Takes over that region, okay? Um, I will say, like people who get mad at the Crusades, the Christians, uh, when the Muslims moved into that territory, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't peaceful either. So we right. can't forget that. I, I'm not saying either was right, but there was some bloodshed there too. Going right, I'm on. not
0: for bloodshed I'm not, by I'm not, any either party. Am I, I'm
1: not saying you are. I'm just saying that that gets forgotten, that when the Muslims move right. in, there's bloodshed. But eventually, people live in, in, Jews, Christians, Muslims, live in the region together pretty well. Yeah. There is a tax if you're not a Muslim, you got to pay. But otherwise, neighbors seem to get along with each mm-hmm.
0: other.
1: But now we have a Pope Urban II around 1099 says, hey, we need that land back. Mm-hmm. And they have the first crusade, which is a terrible crusade. It's a people's crusade. It's not like a military crusade. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just Joe and, and Tim from down the street. Mm-hmm. They come from all over Europe. They're told by the Pope, I can give you eternal life because now the Pope owns that. Yeah. The Pope owns, owns your soul. And the wow. Catholic Church gets to say who gets in and who doesn't. He goes, guess what? If you do this crusade, you're guaranteed into heaven. Wow. That's a big deal in the medieval mindset. Wow. So a crusade comes in. It is vicious. It's horrible. They do the most horrendous things to Muslims in that crusade. Yeah. So that happens there. Then they take over that section, right? So mm-hmm. they, they 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 have that for a while. Now I'm going to skip a whole bunch so of stuff. We got so
0: much bad oh, blood
1: going on there. So then we have um, the Ottoman Empire rises, and and I don't know if I can even give times to that, but the Ottoman Empire now takes back that section. Mm-hmm. World War One happens, the Allies win, and now the British own that section mm-hmm. of Palestine, and now we're talking about the Balfour Declaration in 1922. And um, they split up the land and, and I'm skipping over really important stuff that we'll maybe we'll get into over the weeks so yeah we could go back. They and... split up the land and now you have a the genocide or the Holocaust happening in Germany and now you've got all of these uh, Jewish people with no home. Mm-hmm. So did you want to get into the Zionist movement in the United States at this point? Truman yeah yeah, or another time
0: No we can we could uh, we could start going into that um let me get. My notes here. Let me open this up.
1: So this comes from a book that called Truman by David McCullough. Good book, yeah, a very thick book, a lot of a lot of stuff. But there's a section here where during Truman's administration, there is a Zionist movement to get to get the Jews back into Israel, into that district, and. Um, what
0: happened to my bookmark?
1: Your bookmark. It's okay. you with it. Well, you're doing that. Um, what could I talk about? You guys go to the bathroom or something. I mean, you can bring the phone with you if you go to the bathroom. Yeah. It's not like you have to really. I have, like, pause. my
0: bookmark fill out. There we go. There it is. Okay. Well, Brian had asked me to read this, and I did not know the history at all. Yeah. Behind this, and I didn't realize how political this whole thing is with the United States, and so Truman is in power, and, like Brian said. The Jews are dispersed all over the world. They don't really have a home. They want to have a home. And they look to the area now as Israel. They look to that as their home. Because that's what they were promised by God. And where they have been before. But, you know, it is occupied. And so anyway, Truman, he... The a movement, the Zionist people, start uh, talking to him and getting his ear, and wanting him to do something about it.
1: The British call that region at the time, 1922, when they're when they're commissioned to kind of mm-hmm. break it off. And I don't know how they break it up. That's the part I don't know. But they call they call it Palestine.
0: Yeah, it was Which the area called Palestine very, yeah. now.
1: Yeah, and
0: they believe that Palestine was the answer. To this problem, that if they could get that area, that's where the Jews could go.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and these are all the survivors, too. And Truman really had a heart yeah. for the survivors. Yeah. And he really wanted to help. But was he going to? Did he have a reason that he wanted to help? And really, he didn't.
2: Yeah. His
0: reasons were actually very selfish. Right. His reasons were reelection. Ah. That is why he got involved in this, because you have two and a half million Jews living in New York alone. Right. Who could tie up his re-election. Ah, uh, okay. So basically, they were bugging the crap out of him. Because,
1: I for I remember, the Zionists were banging on his office door alone. They
0: were banging on his office door. He had a really good friend who was a Zionist.
1: Yeah. Who was, Do you remember his, remember his name? Uh, that, yes. Don't worry about it. That's fine.
0: I'd have to find it. Um... But it was really good for him. And he basically just lays it out there. This is a good political move for me to get reelected. So, and he read the Bible too. Yeah. Again, he's a president. He's not supposed to mix church and state, but yet he does because he believes in Bible, in the Bible. I don't know how much he believes in it, but he's aware of his reading of ancient history and the Bible that made him support the idea yeah. of a Jewish homeland in Palestine.
1: Here's a question. Yes. They should have come to Wyoming. Plenty of room.
0: Plenty of room.
1: We Latter-day Saints, got Utah, all the Jews in mm-hmm. Europe come to... I know, I mean, if you're of Jewish descent, right. that's probably upsetting, but
0: and then there was what if a, you did
1: that though what if you what if, i'm saying Wyoming yeah but you're not.
0: you're asking these people yeah to give up their promise okay there's a huge thing of their faith which I, is I like give up it. your give up your promised land yeah and then the arab people they look at, they look at it and say you guys are asking us to pay for the crimes of hitler basically
1: oh, okay is because, that what it says yes oh
0: because hitler
1: so the arab people are there they're there are, are most is most of palestine at this point arab
0: um let's see
1: like well it's not fair to ask you questions you, you just hit the highlights of what you want wanted yeah to talk the about. arab
0: states had been good until now yeah yeah basically it was more because they had to consider oil too yeah so Truman had to decide cuz he didn't want to mess up his relations with the Arab states. Yeah. So he had to tr- he had to decide who he was going to side with. Was and so he tried to keep the peace with all of them but basically it came down to his reelection. More than the other two, more than his heart for the Jews and more than his um wanting to keep his relations with the Arab states. Yeah. He wanted to get back in power. Yeah. Um, and he yeah he didn't want to go to war with Palestine yeah but I don't know it's all complicated take your time
1: and if you want you can steer into next week on some of that stuff
0: let's see la 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 oh here's the other thing Truman said that was fascinating he said I don't have any Arab constituents I don't have many they, they matter nothing to me in the United States itself. Yeah. Only as like foreign policy. Yeah. Okay. So therefore, he had a huge Jewish con- constitu- constituency. So that's why he decided to make the moves that he makes. Yeah. And he had a really good friend who was a Zionist. His name was Jacobson. Well, Eddie Jacobson. Okay. Uh. And Eddie Jacobson had his ear a lot and was a big influencer on Truman.
1: Ah, we, kind of like Paula White and Mr. Trump.
0: Yes, and M- the fall M- More on that later. Uh, yeah, and too, you know, the Americans would have been down with this because a lot of American Christians, I don't think they were as involved in politics back then as they are now. Yeah. But they would have been on board with this. Yeah. You know.
1: Um, what else? What else? That's, what are the gems you have there?
0: Uh, let me see. Hey, are you are you
1: anti-Semitic? I'm kind of sensing that right now. Me? Yeah.
0: Is that a du- is that a trick question?
1: It's a joke. And here's oh. what I mean by that. Any kind if, if if we're about oh we haven't gone there yet, but if it looks like we're gonna lean into the state of Israel and yeah. critique him in any way, I feel like people equate that with anti Semitism, which which those two things have to be no. decoupled.
0: No I'm not anti Semitism No, I
1: was using you as a prop to make a point.
0: Right. Well what I'm saying is I am critiquing Yeah. I'm not critiquing the state of Israel or Palestine. Yeah. What I'm critiquing Is religion. Yeah. Religion is the cause of this conflict.
1: Yeah. I answered that question too early.
0: And people believing in this God who's giving them these directives. Yeah. And this is what's messing everything up. Now, other people can claim to want land for different reasons or greed. Like, but if it's greed coupled with God's directive... How do you get around God's directive?
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: how do you get around the fact that Jesus is supposed to come through the line of Abraham and then Jesus is supposed to set up the end of the world?
1: Now you're getting ahead of yourself. I'm getting way ahead. But
0: guys, this is so complicated.
1: We're going to break it down, though.
0: Yes, because this affects the Republican Party.
1: Yes, it does. And
0: Trump. And our country as a whole,
1: and it it affects our foreign policy. Our foreign
0: policy hugely,
1: and I think so. Uh,
0: and I don't. I can't speak anymore to Truman because yeah, that's okay. I haven't finished this. Yeah, and I'm still learning it, and it's yeah. so complicated. And I have to be excused for a few moments.
1: Okay, that's good. So, so you I talk. think we're no, we're we're at it. We're close to a stopping point. So we've kind of very roughly, broadly run through some history there of the st- of the land of Israel. Again, a big gaps and spotty. Uh, I'm a big fan of of Christian ch- or just history, church history, Christian church history, but history itself. But a lot of it's foggy, um, and we're going to talk a bit more next week. Here's what I want to start covering next week, though. There's there's what has Trinity College, America and israel got in common and i'm going to get into that next week in trinity college dublin in the 1800s a certain belief system called dispensationalism is born by a dubliner called john nelson darby protestant dubliner and um i don't th- he's not alone in this belief system but but he's the founder of this new way of interpreting the bible where there's a end of times focus like we've not seen before and there's some unique ways of interpreting the bible that historic christianity has not done like this before and he travels around america in the 1800s and he has a big influence on the american pastors and the mindset so this dispensational theology takes root in america uh it doesn't take root in ireland or england even though he's from that district but it does take root and it it catches like wildfire and most of evangelicalism ascribes to this theology. Um, maybe that's unfair, but large parts of it. Um, so I want to get into that next week as we talk about Mr. John Nelson Darby. We're going to talk about dispensationalism. We're going to talk about the Schofield Reference Bible, which was the first Bible with, uh, with footnotes. So when you read the Bible, the author told you how to interpret the Bible. And what he did was bring you in, into a dispensational theology through the footnotes, which is funny because I remember I gave my sister a Bible years ago,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she was suspicious of the comments in the bottom. She goes, "How can I trust these comments?" And in my mind, it's like, "Oh uh, well, they're just they're just interpreting it." I I I in my yeah. in my greenness thought there was just one way to interpret that Bible. Yeah. And if that was true, we wouldn't have. Uh, thousands of Protestant denominations right now who disagree on on, on theory. So I'm um, thinking next week, John Nelson Darby and some of that some of that um, theology that started in Trinity College Dublin uh, uh, but has actually influenced much of the Republican Party's
0: right. American Right, we'll talk policy. about Liberty College We'll
1: talk about that. The Falwells I and, talk and about, the
0: nomination of yeah. Donald Trump.
1: Yeah and then also, at some point I want to talk about I don't know if any, it's called perspicuity. It's a way, it comes from the Scottish Enlightenment in the 1800s, and it's a new way of interpreting the Bible that would have been different. It's a literalist way of interpreting the Bible.
0: Oh, can you write this down? No to, metaphors, just. The, can you write this down?
1: The world was made in six days because the Bible says it.
0: So it's also, I believe it. It's worldview. Worldview. World, the worldview that a lot of evangelicals have yeah. that they have to bring in, it's okay for them to mix church and state because they are on the mission of God. Yes. And so when when you have a Republican who is also an evangelical who also follows end-time prophecies and the Bible, yeah, you will have a politician who wants to lead the country or wants Israel to... To completely squash Palestine and usher in the end of the world.
1: And I think where we where 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 I wanna uh, focus on is no that that's not the right word. Let me spit it out, Brian. Jesus isn't okay with little Palestinian children no. being pulled from the rubble. He's also not okay with a Hasidic Jew being slapped in the face by Palestinians.
0: He's not. Yeah, but everybody a lot of Christians would think that he Muhammad is okay not either
1: I don't think. I mean I haven't talked to him but
0: Well, most Muslims are not warlike either. Right. Yeah. They don't want to go to war.
1: Yeah.
0: You only have radical Muslims, one percent that wanna do things like that.
1: Did you know and the number then, the, is the number that big Oh
0: my gosh. Is the number the that evangelicals big? are the radical Muslims. Are they? They're just like the radical Muslims. They're not out flying planes in the buildings. Yeah. But they literally want the end of the world
1: to oh, oh, they're just doing it differently.
0: Yes. They're doing it through political means. But
1: it, which will eventually not, go mushroom clouds, you're saying.
0: Yes. Oh, I see. They're not bombing anyone yet. Oh. But they want to
1: But they're pulling levers that will eventually? Yes.
0: That's exactly what they want to do.
1: Well, do you ever you know that in the book of Revelation, there's there's this thought of that the blood of the enemy whoever that is will be up to the bridle of the horse yes do you think yes. there's do you think there's certain Christians who are thrilled with that thought
0: yes That's yes. the
1: enemies of God Dude,
0: I grew up with it Brian well they would stand up and preach on the end times because the Bible teaches you to hate the infidel just like in the Quran teaches to hate the infidel like Christians are taught to be against all non-christians and Muslims are taught to be against all non-Muslims. You cannot win in these scenarios. Yeah. This is a no-win situation.
1: Mm. What did he do with the? Because of microphone. Okay, sorry. Because of
0: religion. I mean, it's just so.
1: It's not religion, though.
0: It, Brian. How many? How many, many Buddhists How many
1: Buddhist monks are going around? Uh- uh, okay. No, people. I'm not
0: saying Buddhist. It's not Buddhist. So let's take Buddhists out of it.
1: I, I, like, not what?
0: okay. Not all religions. Let's say and not even certain,
1: all, not even all Christians either.
0: Right. Not all Christians or, or Jews
1: or Muslims or whatever. Yeah.
0: But you have okay. You have sections.
1: Yeah.
0: Of certain religions. Yeah. That push people towards these radical ideas. Yeah. And it's. Dangerous. Yeah. People are dying right now. Right. Because they think this is okay.
1: Yeah. So we should ya. probably
0: stop. What are what time are we on right now?
1: It is now coming up on the hour. Where's that other book? I wanted to put a book in there.
0: Make sure we're still recording, babe. Oh we are. Okay. It is
1: now fifty-three, two minutes in and uh
0: we should probably stop, should we stop now? Yes. Well, because you guys, this is really complicated. It yeah. has so many layers that we've only hit on a few of the layers today. There are many more layers to talk yeah. about. And
1: if we are more prepared, um, then we'd probably articulate these layers better, but hopefully you can right. follow along. Guys,
0: we're not like, well, Brian's a scholar. I'm not a scholar. No, I wouldn't go that far. And I'm trying to learn I as I go, it
2: all.
0: but this is important stuff Yeah, because it affects the future of this country. Yeah, and come in. It really scares the hell out of me. Hey,
1: Liam. You can come in. We're, we're just, almost finished. We're almost. Come on in. in, yeah.
0: So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna knock off today.
1: Yes, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week for Do part two. Do you have any two. things
0: they should anything to read or listen to? Actually, well, a good podcast that we're gonna talk about is called "In God We Lust," and it is about the Falwells who are over Liberty University, which is a is it Baptist. Baptist Seminary, I think. Probably, yeah. And they were key in getting uh, Donald Trump the nomination uh, and getting the evangelical vote, even though they were going to give it to Ted Cruz. But you'll find out all about that in that podcast called In God We Lust. And then another podcast Brian and I found called Straight White American Jesus. And what was the name of the podcast that they just did? Zionism. Zionism, the Evangelicals and Zionism. That was a great episode to listen to to get more history and background on this. And what was the YouTube video?
1: Oh, I don't know. It's just, what did I search on? Uh, End Times and Israel and I don't know what I searched on okay but if anybody
0: uh, wants to look at that just let us know yeah and
1: if you're a real nerd uh, google dispensationalism and John Nelson Darby because we'll get into that next week but there's a I mean, that's a lot of stuff but just just look at that and then um,
0: but if you want to learn about the underpinnings of what can be going on behind the scenes these are some things that you can check out yes all right.
1: That's it for the See Where It Went podcast. See where it goes. That's where it went.
0: All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. Yes. Sorry it was such a dark and complicated episode. Don't
1: apologize for This anything. is so
0: important.
1: Yeah. Okay. To
0: talk about. Bye. Sure. Bye-bye.